And welcome to episode number 33 already of the Curveball Podcast. Mike Taylor here along with John Barrera. And what a great uh, Thursday edition of the podcast and true horsepower diesel. You see the THD all over town. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing that for a couple of years now. Uh, we have Robert Gregory in the studio. He's the owner. They're located at 110 Padre P.O. Drive. Is that right? Yes, in sir. Kerrville? I was, I was like, is that a P.O. or a Rio? Padre P.O. <laughs> Drive. My handwriting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, it was right. I'm type it, was, it out next time. It was, right. it was uh, 100% right. So, uh, yeah. So, true horsepower diesel. So, uh, John, do you want to go ahead and for, ask the first question on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, I was going to ask you where you're located, what you do, but... um. Well, actually, yeah. Where are you located and what do you do? Okay, we so <laughs> we are right next to Gasoline Alley, uh, across from like Yogi Bear Park. Um, Scrap Solutions used to be in our building that we're in now. Okay, okay. Like so going towards Ingram on the going right. Going towards Ingram on the right, yep. uh, Hill Country Auto Detailers is pretty close to you Very as, close. as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whitney. So, big shout out to Whitney this morning. So. Oh, yeah. Keep- so, so you're over on Gasoline Alley. Is that it? Right, right close, next to Close it. to Gasoline yep. Alley. So if anybody knows where that is, 2590 Junction Highway, kind of that area. And you started out at 2590 Junction Highway. When did you start? So we started back in 2015. Um, it was actually me and two other buddies. We started it kind of as a hobby almost. Uh, we got a building. This is just a little storage unit. And we just had enough money for our first rent. And then we had like 200 bucks. Um, $200? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So we were still working full-time at the Ford dealership in Fredericksburg, and we would leave work there at 6, go put in some hours at the shop every night until we got so many customers that that wasn't really working and someone had to step up and take over. And that was me, essentially. Um, The other guys were supposed to join, but they kind of burned out, and then I just took over completely. Um, And then we moved to another building that was a little further down. It wasn't very much bigger. and then we've hopped around a few different places to get to where we're at now. We've slowly like upgraded buildings and stuff, you know. So, so yeah, yeah, and that's all. That's all part of growing, you know. Yeah, yeah. After, Mike, we have we've had so many people on that say, um, "I started because after work I would go and pursue my passion after yeah. work, after a full day of work." And that's what you were doing too. So yeah, passion, passion. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, that's what we were doing. So for us, passion is everything if you're not passionate about what you're doing then you probably shouldn't even really be doing it you're gonna burn out you're not gonna enjoy it so and people can tell a huge difference between someone who is just passionate for something or someone who is just there to collect a check you know there's a there's a huge difference you can see it you can you can almost read the person as soon as you walk in the door absolutely because the experience is going to be either one way or the other and Mm -hmm. and you can see it you know so I'm glad you brought that up, and that's that's important. It is like whether you're listening to radio, you walk into a place, um, or employees. If your employees aren't, you know, passionate either, they're just like, "Hey, what's up? Come on in," you know. Yeah, if they're just going through the motions. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Robert, uh, did you? A lot of people think you need to go to college four years. You need to go to a trade school. You, did you? Do you have a master's? I mean, no, I don't. So I actually, I, I tried the whole college thing. It, it just really wasn't for me. Um, just couldn't stand it. So I went and worked in the oil field for a little bit. And then being away from family, that's not fun. You've, you've done that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've I know been you there, have. Brother. Uh, so then I came back to Kerrville and I was working at the Ford dealership, you know, just doing basic repairs. And I was like, 
I didn't like the eight to five every day. I wanted to be my own boss. That's really what it came down to. Did you see a difference between you and the employees there that were just, you know, getting through the week? Yeah, they're they're still there. I know I know a lot of guys <laughs> there. They're great guys, but they just, yeah. you know, if you don't if you don't take that initial leap and jump out there, you're never gonna you're never gonna fly, man. So there's uh when you do that, and this is a pretty common thread that we hear on this podcast. When you do that, what kind of fear factor is there with with that? <laughs> um, not eating. <laughs> You know, you don't have any money. So, like, for the first year of running the business, I was, I was broke. You know, to be honest, it was it was rough. It was but it's then, a true leap of faith. Yes, and then you know, around like year three is really when things start kind of picking up. People start knowing who you are. You know, start getting good referrals. That's when things start. And you guys, together. you know, I I don't I can't tell you how many true horsepower diesel stickers I've seen uh, on trucks on diesel trucks throughout the hill country. I mean, your sticker campaign has been on point. <laughs> yeah. The THD. Yeah, everywhere. the THD everywhere. Everywhere you go. Yeah. And that's kind of cool, too, because it gets people wondering, what is it? What is it? And then they look it up, you know? Mm-hmm. What's THD? What's THD? You know, that, that's that's cool, too, man. Um, but, How much capital did you start with? Well, we, we had just enough money for rent, and then we had 200 bucks in our pocket. So $200. 200 bucks. We didn't, like, when we started, we didn't, I say we, because it was me and a couple other guys, but I didn't even know if we were going to make, you know, next month's rent. It was all dependent. And if we wouldn't have, then I was going to have to take money out of my pocket to, to front the rent. Were you prepared to do that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, By yeah, all means all necessary, in. huh? Yeah, all in, man. A uh, true leap of faith. And, and it looks like it paid off. Yeah. You know? It's, every day's great. That's <laughs> amazing, dude. And uh, your support system, Katie, mm-hmm. um, how important is that? So yeah, your your spouse or whoever you know your significant other has to kind of be on board. Um, so she had her college degree, which obviously helped because she was already out of college. So if she wasn't there, then I truly would have been sleeping at our shop because there were months where, like, we didn't make any money for a while. You know, so That's they have powerful. they have to be completely on board. You know? They do, and it really does help when you have a spouse that really has your back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that, you know, and, and we had somebody in here a few days ago that was saying the same thing, you know, when they first started out, uh, Edward few, you know, mm-hmm. his, he was his wife with quick fix phone repair. He's like, my wife is like, no matter what happens, I've got you, you know, so go out and make it happen. And I can cover things if we need to, while you're, while you're making this happen. And then what happened with him is, is she, I don't think he even had to do that. The business just took off. Yeah. That's you know, great. It, it, it's wild. And, and this is what we're all about here. You know, the success stories here. Yeah, we've had some really successful people. Robert, you're one of those people, yeah. you know, on this podcast. And, and it's really cool to see and, and showcase what the sacrifice is made when, when you start a business, what you have to do and what you have to be, you have to be all in, you know, you, you have to, just take the leap and do it. And sometimes you fall flat on your face. I know I've fallen flat on my face a few times with, with a few businesses and sometimes you don't. And it, it, it really helps back to my original point when you have a spouse that can, you know, catch you. So true. If, if that happens, you know, so, um, what you were saying, you know, the leap, I heard something this morning on the way over here. It says, don't let the fear of failure outweigh the desire to succeed. You know, it's just like stepping up to bat, man. Yeah. Who would ever hit a home run if they don't step up to bat? 
you got to step out of the box. You got to swing. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Absolutely. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. That's right. That's you know, so true. true. True saying. Yeah. I also heard one that said, um, it was like a couple of days ago, I'd rather run 100 miles in the wrong direction than stand still and not move anywhere. Because you learn through failures. You fail forward. I mean, man, I, I failed. And I'm not where I want to be, but I'm, I'm on my way there. But I've failed so much along the way, and I've learned through my failures and I don't know if I would have changed it now looking back because it created who I am and it created my ability to adapt to different situations, especially hard situations, you know? Robert, when you were uh, first starting out, did you have any tough situations that it was kind of hard to overcome? Well, I was 23. So people were like, what is this young kid doing working on my truck? That's one of them. Um, there was also money, you know, money issues, uh, money for parts you have to have an account you know set up yeah uh, there was all that stuff that was kind of just really hard to learn i didn't have any family members that had started their own business so i had no guidance you know i just talked to other people that were in the area that i kind of knew and got a little bit of guidance from those guys just to just to get me by um so they had great advice and that's that helped me a lot that's, that's a lot about them too yeah. it does creating your your future uh competition you know mm-hmm and you got to watch who you trust on some of that stuff too, you know, to get the right advice. Mm -hmm. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. will lead you down the wrong path because they know you're going to be future competition. <laughs> Just to watch you burn. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So, man, that's, that's so cool. So, I mean, it sounds like you, you had a great support system. But you also had the heart to, to just jump in there and, and make things happen. So, the first year, um, first year was a little bit of a struggle getting, getting THD up and going. Mm-hmm. And then after that, when, when did you realize that this is going to make it? Probably well, about like year. Well, at about the second year, it was like, it's, we're not going back because I'm not going to go back to that working for someone else. I could never imagine myself being an employee somewhere besides, you know, my shop. So I could never go back. So that's really like a big passion or the drive for me was that I'm not going to go back to where I came from. I'm going to keep going forward. So. So you started your your company started profiting, right? Slowly, yeah. Slowly, and and what was that like when when your company started making a profit? Well, and I would. You realize that the the bad days, you know, the tough days, and you still have tough days. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure you still have tough days. Yeah. Um, but you realize that, oh my gosh, I actually have something here. So I would what I did with my profit, you know, when I started profiting, I would take the money and put it back into the business. That's how mm. I grew it. So I didn't actually put money in my pocket. You know, just enough to get by. Um, so I'm not eating ramen noodles every day. And yeah. that's what I did for like the next three years until like we're at now. And that's, How long till you paid yourself? I still don't pay myself a whole lot. What? I try to keep as much money. So like if I see my, if I see my account and I see my, my business checking account and my business savings account, my business savings account needs to have way more in it than just the checking account. You know what I mean? So I won't touch it. So that's, that's what I do now. I just take all the money I can out of there and put it into the savings so just so I won't touch it and just let that keep going. That says a lot about where yeah. your values are. Yeah. Well, it's good to have money to, to fall back on. Yeah. So like back in, <clears throat> back in 2020, uh, when COVID hit and all that, man, there were, there were only three of us working at the shop, me and two other guys. And before that hit, I had like five guys there, but we got so slow. Like it was, it was sketchy. So all the money I had saved, it, it disappeared. Mm. It was gone like that dude man yeah 
So it was like almost back to square one. And then, and then this year it was just like a rebound, like crazy, you know, just through the roof. Did COVID teach you how to work with less people and that you don't need as many people? Definitely. Yeah. I don't have five guys anymore because it's too much stress. It's like, you're, you're trying to get to the same spot, but you're just running in circles. You know what I mean? Because if you're paying more guys and then you're putting out more work, but at the end of the day, you're making the same amount of money that you're saving, then why are you? How's the balance out? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It's it's too much stress. You got to have a good balance there. So you got to have high quality employees that, that know what they're doing, huh? Yeah, because you can hire just anybody off the street and then they mess up trucks and then, dude, you're, you're over there fixing them yourself and mm. those guys are gone, nowhere to be seen. So that has happened. What's your reputation mean to you? Uh, Everything. Good question. Um, that's our rep- reputation is everything. You know, a man is only as good as his word. So you, you stand behind your product, your your quality control, all that stuff. You know, reputation is 100% everything. Man. And uh, one thing that I was going to start off with is... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we just kind of jumped into No, this. we are. No, <laughs> you said, what does your reputation mean to you? And I was thinking, yeah. man, w- what does success mean to you? Do, are you constantly chasing success or do you see yourself as successful? So success is just like whatever you, whatever you imagine in your head. So that's just, yeah. Like you say, what, if you're constant, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, you think it's a mindset or do you think it's an actual point? Like a, it's like not a destination measurable no, is success measurable. That's what I was getting it's at. It's definitely dude. not a destination. It's where you, I feel like if I wake up every day and I can go to work for myself, then to me that, that in itself is success for me. You know, what about you, Mike? Man, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm extremely successful. You know, Amen, I, dude. I I was working in a factory doing 12-hour days in a factory, staring at concrete walls, running a production line. I ran a uh, line, well, a bunch of different lines for Lysol, but the last line I was on for the last couple of years I was there was line 18, and those little 300, or I'm sorry, 35-count canisters of wipes that you see at the grocery stores of Lysol wipes, I was on the line that produced those for the whole United States. And we ran that at 300 containers per minute. I mean, they were pumping out containers so fast. I had, I was making 25 bucks an hour, had full benefits, $5 copay at the doctor. And I kept hearing these radio commercials. 314-647-8484. Dang. To call the broadcast center if you want to, if you want to, that might not be the right number. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was expecting the applause button. <laughs> I think it's 8181 actually. But anyway. Uh, call the broadcast center if you're looking to get into broadcasting. And I'd always wanted to be a broadcaster. You know, I'd, I'd talk to uh, broadcasters. I'd gone to remotes, asked them how they got into broadcasting. They all told me the same thing. Go to this broadcasting school, do an internship, and then get hired at a radio station. So um, that's what I did. I went to the broadcasting school. I graduated. Two weeks before I was supposed to graduate, I was down here on vacation. I went and applied here first. Then I went and applied at another radio station. I got hired at the other radio station that day and packed up and moved down here two weeks later. Um, got my broadcast center certificate that's on the wall in my office in there. On the way down here, I had a U-Haul, a kid, and a dog. And restarted down here in broadcasting. And anyway, long story short, 10 years later, nine years later, <clears throat> I finally got a morning show that I could actually say was mine on this radio station and that's 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 this is exactly why i quit lysol and went into radio it was so i could do this exact same thing that i'm doing right here so for success 
yes, it took me 12 years, you know, when I started Broadcast Center to getting on the air doing mornings. You know, I'd done other shows in the past, afternoons and middays and everything. It took me, you know, 10, 11, 12 years to do it. But, yeah, that's that's success to me. You know, I'm providing for my family. I get to get up and, and do what I love to do, which is morning radio every morning. I mean, I, don't, I if I won the lotto and had a million bucks in the bank or something, I guess you could say that was success. But I don't really care about that. You know, success is subjective. And it's best subjective. It is not objective. Success is subjective to everybody. You know, and, and some people out there might not think I'm successful because I don't have a half million dollars in the bank or a million dollars in the bank. You know, they might look at me and say, yeah, he's not successful. But in my own mind, damn right I'm successful. That's right. You know what I mean? Dude, damn I just right. I got the chills, bro. <clears throat> um, Mike, <laughs> you know what my biggest fear is? My biggest fear is going back 10 years ago, let's say 10 years ago, still in the lifestyle shop still in the lifestyle factory, still working for Ford or for me, still feeling sorry for myself drunk and staying there. That's, that's scary. Yeah. That's so scary because what if we didn't take that leap? What if we didn't make that change? What if we just stayed there? That's, that's scary. Yeah. Still be doing the old grind, the same old grind. You you need that fear to drive you. Amen. dude. You know, Yeah. yeah, that's what drives you to keep going forward every day. And, and there's nothing wrong with working for Ford. There's Absolutely nothing wrong not. with working no. for Lysol, supporting your family, $5 copay at the at the hospital. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're happy with that life and that lifestyle, then absolutely keep doing that, you know? You but, can be successful doing that. But if you have the itch to own your own business and, and be successful in your own way, and if that's being successful in your own way, then great. If owning your own business and doing something like thd is successful for you then that's awesome too you know we're not judging anybody here on the podcast but if you're looking for a way out if you're looking to to start a business and be successful and 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 this is a tough area to be successful in too yeah lots of competition yeah i mean there are several other shops out there that you were when we before we started on here and and what what has that been like robert well that's that's fun um the whole industry. <clears throat> so you'll have customers that go from shop to shop and you normally know which customers are going to be your good ones and your bad ones. The ones that go show up to your shop and they're talking bad about the other shop. Those oh, are the ones you yeah. want you to stay away more from. about them. You yeah. want to stay away from those guys. Uh, just if you're trying to get into opening your own shop, just a little bit of advice there. Um, because stay they're going to go around. They're gonna, yeah. No matter how good of a job you do, they're going to go spread, you know, rumors about you guys too. And it's a small town. So you know, your name is everything in this town. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah. It, it, and it is a very small town, social media. Now that we have social media on top of it being a very small town, you know, I mean, that can within yeah. a, a Facebook post in 20 minutes can be extremely detrimental for somebody or their business. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a it, whole year know? for sure. I bet. It can. And, and that's all over the world. You a know, bad review, you know, look at John Gruden, you know, look emails from 10 years ago. This guy lost his career social media that's sad dude uh you know trending on twitter that's his ruined his life that's his whole life dude people want to see the world burn yeah Yeah, i know (laughs) i mean unfortunately yeah that's really i I think it projects how they're truly feeling inside (coughs) how somebody's truly feeling inside 
and not just with businesses. If somebody's talking, some like one of your somebody you think is a friend is talking about other people, why? What's stopping them from talking to, about you like that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I mean, I try to disassociate myself with people mm-hmm. who talk about other people because they're saying more about themselves, really. Should be talking about ideas, not other people. Amen. That's dude. right. Yeah, ideas yeah. in your vision. Yeah, yeah one hundred. Seriously, I mean that's what it's all about. You know, grow something instead of tearing. You know, you can't you can't grow yourself by tearing other people down. You just can't do it. You know, it do, it doesn't ever work. No, it's toxic, man. Yeah, it makes you both look bad. It does. <laughs> it does. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, man, we've gotten a little little uh, deep on this one, but this is, seriously, this is great, dude. Yeah. We're we're going over some really good stuff that, and, and I feel like we're opening up. I, I feel like uh, it's, it's less less structured. You know, it's not like uh, how do you run your business? Like, no, we're opening up. We're talking about things that you run into every single day, whether it's a relationship, a business. You know, everyday stories. It's the Curvo Podcast, man. Yeah, it is curvopodcast.com. I forgot to say this at the beginning. iTunes. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Facebook Podcasts now. Uh, we're on there. And we also have the Facebook page, Curval Podcast Facebook page. And just make sure you subscribe to this, whatever your favorite app feed is or your podcast feed is. Make sure you subscribe and, and share it with your friends. You know, share it around Curville, let other people know, and the entire <laughs> Texas Hill Country. And we're not only going to have people from Curville in here, we're also going to have some other people as well we had nissan and bernie on a couple weeks ago yeah so there's there's an instance of of out of kerrville uh we're gonna have some other people from bernie here very shortly as well and you know it's the kerrville podcast but i mean you can't be the kerrville podcast and the hill country podcast and the gillespie county podcast and the bandera i mean and so we just you know this is the hub of the whole area so we just said you know what kerrville podcast it up we're trying to bring you know? value to kerrville too that's right yeah and kerrville is like to me is the hub of the hill country you know, and some people in Fredericksburg might argue with that, but I mean, if you look around, you look at the population, Kerrville is the, the hub. Absolutely. Uh, and there's a lot going on in Kerrville too. You know, for yeah. people to say, hey, there's nothing to do in Kerrville. I mean, what's going on? Um, the race wars <clears throat> next yeah, weekend. We have yeah. uh, race wars next weekend. So we're Man. trying to, we're, we're act, before I came over here, I was actually trying to get the truck ready. We have a truck and a car. We're trying to get ready for that. So we only have a couple more days and you know some testing and hopefully we're there so is it that uh that that black one with the big turbo sticking out the top no that's actually just like a rat rod that we built uh that's a whole different story but no it's it's my it's like a 2006 um dodge it's purple i don't know if you've seen it or not i think i've seen Um, it around town once or twice yeah and then we have an el camino i saw that one triple turbo cummins (laughs) in And we're trying wow. to finish it by next week, and it's complete bare bones right now. So wait, an El Camino with a diesel engine in it? <laughs> yeah, it has a it has a Cummins in it. Yeah, twelve valve Cummins with three turbos. So. Well, my, my grandpa, <laughs> when I was a kid, had an El Camino the whole time I was a, a kid, and uh, he had tennis balls in his garage, and he'd hang the tennis balls from. His, he was an engineer. He worked for Boeing. Nice. Yeah, well, actually, it was before it was Boeing. It was McDonnell Douglas, and he just retired from McDonnell Douglas. But he had he had a string coming down off of the ceiling, and he had tennis balls, which would show him how far to park his vehicle in the garage, so he could park that El Camino in his garage perfectly. That was his I baby. Mean, huh? I mean, everything no like that. <laughs> everything like that with him was was you know particular. You know, probably it, it was probably to like the sixteenth of an inch away from the wall. You know, just where he he probably had it all mapped out and had drawings of the of the garage or something. I mean, he was an engineer, and that's what he did. You know, but he had an El Camino. 
he ended up giving it to my cousin and i don't know what happened to that car but oh, man i man. i have a love for el caminos man they are they are awesome cars they are dude a truck yeah. in a car yeah so are y'all bringing that are y'all trying to get that one ready to go we're trying to get that one ready or the to go, charge or the dodge we're we're getting both ready um and there's there's like three of us there so we're taking the next this week and next week to finish those out and try to get them to the track what happens at race wars so it's a no prep race event uh i didn't go last time i missed it we were out of town but it's from what i know it's no prep race event um there's different classes categories you know what does no prep mean that means they're not going to prep the track like when you go to marion outside of san antonio to the racetrack out there uh they prep the track so no prep means like you see like street outlaws and stuff yeah they're no like it'd be like racing on the street pretty much okay which makes it harder to get traction Oh, it you does. Know, so, yeah. so, so it's it's that. more about the driver, you know, about how you can drive, your abilities. Now, so. Radkowski said he's going to take his uh, 1997 Ford Ranger <laughs> out there. It's a four-cylinder. Send it. Yes, yeah, send it. <laughs> Rad. Go for it. Dude, I love that guy, man. I'm serious. <laughs> if you ever speak to Rad, he's just the most res- like. Yeah, he's, he's cool. very warm. He, dude. He's awesome. Yeah, very. He's very a good cool. dude. Very good dude. So yeah, he's gonna race that thing out there next weekend. Is he really going? No, to? Yeah, yeah. It's a four cylinder, uh, what two point three liter or something like that. I mean, it's tiny. The engine in it, but he's five wheel or or five five speed or four speed with overdrive. <laughs> is is this overdrive? Is that actually fifth gear? I guess, is that yeah, how that works? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Gear. So he's gonna go out there and he's just gonna race it in the work. <clears throat> what is it? The work stock. Yeah, I better watch out for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> rad don't care he'll do it dude yeah that's it's gonna be awesome next weekend at the kerrville municipal airport it's going to be airport race wars too and uh man that'll be awesome to see you guys out there it's gonna be a great event is jam going uh I, there'll be some of us there but yeah we're just advertising it here on jam uh we gave away 60 tickets over the last couple of weeks of this man, thing. it's gonna be huge dude. you know last time they had to shut it down or not shut it down, but but shut shut down the gates because they ran out of, of space for people or they couldn't accompany more people. Well, this time there's plenty of space for everyone and it can accommodate, I think, like eight to 10,000 people or something. Did they close down so, the airport? I, yeah, that's that's a question that I that I would like to know. Do they close down the airport? <laughs> I couldn't answer that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I imagine go last time, but imagine be ra- you know, racing there and the airplane's landing right, right over dude, there. Race you know? a Cessna, bro. that's wild all right so uh with with thd true horsepower diesel what kind of diesel trucks do you guys work on over there uh your basic light duty truck is what we work on Uh, we do everything from you know just repair maintenance uh to performance we have a got a customer that brought in an old first generation dodge that we're trying to make like 800 horsepower out of and it's an old farm truck Oh, nice. You know, and we get the yeah. same kind of 12 trucks. 12-valve? Yeah, an old 12-valve. Dude, those go forever, bro. Yeah, so we get those same kind of trucks that we're just in there fixing oil leaks on. So it's from, you know, your basic stuff to crazy stuff. And then we mm. we also build, like, rat rods and hot rods and stuff, but we only take on, like, a few of those a year. Um, but we do build them for customers. We have a 1932 Model A that we've built. It wow. has a Cummins in it. We built the whole frame. It's on coilovers. Uh, you'll wild. probably see, we're, we're going to probably have that with us at Race Wars also so cool Dude, my dad's got a six four he wants to change from a dual turbo to a single turbo because i heard that they melt the the heads melt the, the pistons the pistons yeah, there's issues with those is that true that's true yeah there's there's issues with the castings on those pistons from ford 
you know, there's a whole lawsuit about it. So. Yeah. Fun stuff. I think he, my dad went into a shop. I want a Cummins in my 6'4". He four. did. He, but, I mean, <laughs> so when you, Cummins is great to put in a 6'4", but like you don't have the, the power band is so much different. 6'4 makes good power and all 12 valve Cummins, you have to add a lot of aftermarket parts to get it even anywhere close. Oh, uh, so okay. For the money you're going to spend on doing that, it's almost better just to stick with your 6.4. What do you recommend? A dual to a single? Oh, we put single, we do single turbo swaps on those all the time. What if somebody just has questions about wanting to do something like that? They don't, they don't know anything about anything diesel, you know, but they, they want to do something cool with their ride. They can just come in and talk to you guys about it. Yeah. We're all on board uh, for giving out whatever information, you know, we can help out. So. And that's all. And that's providing value. It I is. mean, that's a lot of um, that. That is the difference between somebody that may never, ever do anything with, with diesel versus somebody that might say, you know what, I'm going to spend some cash here and I'm going to get me something awesome. Yeah. And if they want to do it themselves, we can still give them information on how to build it properly. Really? That's fine. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's really cool. That says a lot about y'all. <laughs> it really does. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask. We're kind of getting uh, near the thirty mark here. Okay. On this podcast, do you have any more questions for for Robert? Well, I just wanted to say something to our listeners. Um, I have a lot of friends that are in the same trade, whether it be cutting hair, um, diesel mechanics. Uh, I have friends that even pressure wash like I do, and uh, I wanted I wanted y'all to know that, you know, I don't lean one way or another. Um, I support all of my friends, all of my business friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I support, I support all my homies, you know, that's right. Everybody's got to eat. <laughs> that's Everybody's right. Yeah. We eat. all, we all have to eat, you know, it's very important. So, uh, all right, Robert, do you have anything else you want to talk about while you're here this morning, man? I, um, man, I, I think you guys covered most of it. <laughs> you're uh, like, man, you guys have had me talking we, for we a half talked hour about now. the El Camino and the race truck. <laughs> and that's like the only new things that we're, we're doing right now. Um, so we're just going to be over there every day grinding. All know? right, getting ready for October 23rd, Airport Race Wars yeah. 2. And, uh, man, it's going to be an awesome day. So uh, True Horsepower Diesel will be there. That's going to go ahead and wrap up number 33 of the uh, Kerrville podcast. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, Gregory, for coming in and spending yeah. a half hour with us this morning. We do appreciate you. And we know you're busy getting ready for next weekend. Uh, man, so awesome. Uh, thank you, John Brera, for everything that you do. John lines up all the guests for this podcast. Man, thank and, you, dude. And uh, man, this guy, this guy works harder than than anybody I know. Oh, I mean, he is he is always working extremely hard. So, uh, a lot, man. yeah, really thank does. you, man. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CurvillePodcast.com, and Curville Podcast Facebook page. Y'all have a great one, and we'll be back for episode number thirty four of the Curville Podcast on tuesday oh, thank you jam thank you jam Sorry. oh yeah thank you jam broadcasting for letting us use the mike fm studio to do this and uh yeah yeah jam broadcasting.com we have some really big things that are about to fire off with jam as well it's going to be the the craziest christmas season ever